it's kind of hard to to look around and see how things have changed over the past eight, nine years since we first came. Uh, I am so thankful that what God has done for us. Uh, you know, we, uh, we started here a number of years ago. Is it eight or nine, Jim? Is it nine? Okay. So nine years ago we started. So if it was nine, then Noah was 11 when we started. Uh, seems kind of crazy considering he's now 20. And uh, so we are, we are so, so thankful about what God's doing. Stand me with me, if you will. We're going to go straight into the word. Philippians 4, and we're going to start reading in verse 6. Philippians 4 and verse 6. Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the place of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds. And I want you to get this right here. He's going to guard your heart and your mind. Just a side note, how many of us think we're going crazy occasionally, right? We ever get there, it's just like, what is happening, right? You've got a promise. You have a promise from God that he is going to protect your heart and your mind. Through Christ Jesus. Because through Christ we can do all things, right? So through Christ, he's going to protect us. Through Christ, he is going to protect our hearts and our minds. Moving on to verse... Well, I can't read that number, but it's very small. Finally, brethren, whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are of are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of a good report, if there is any virtue, if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things. These things you learned and received and heard and saw in me, these do and the God of peace will be with you. Father, I come before you and I thank you for the reading of your word. I thank you, Father, for the promises in your word. And I pray, God, Lord, that you would take your promises and fulfill them today in this house. God, I pray, Father, Lord, that you would fulfill your promises, that you would fulfill those things which you promised. Because you had, you're not a man to go back on your word. You've promised it. And we believe that you are faithful to fulfill those promises. And so, God, today I pray and I prophesy that those promises be filled in this people, this hour, in Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. So, so very thankful for the way God has moved and worked and, and things he's doing. I mean, 
nine years ago. Look at, look at where Devin was nine years ago. I mean, he was like this tall, and he was like that big around. I'm talking, he, I mean, he's not much bigger now, don't get me wrong. Uh, and now, I'm going to take a little trip down memory lane. I remember one of the first Christmases that we had, we had Reed, okay? And Reed was just spitfire running crazy everywhere, okay? He would not stop. I took him by the shirt collar and I picked him up off of the ground with his clothes, tagged him against a doorpost, a door frame. Remember that? You do remember that, don't you? I had no more trouble out of him that day. Now, I'm not going to say that there, it, it, it stuck, but that day I had no more trouble out of him. So many times we start focusing on the things that we don't need to be focusing on. That day I was focused on the fact that I could not speak without Reed interrupting me. I could not speak without him overshadowing everything that I was doing. And Jennifer said, either you get him or I'm going to get him. I did it for your own health, okay? I'm just saying, if Miss Jennifer had gotten a hold of you, it would have been a whole lot worse. I'm just saying. So, but whenever we look at God's promises, because there's times that we go so far and we've got so much going on. We've got so many things that are happening in our lives. If we look over here on this side of the room, I remember when that one wasn't there and that one was a whole lot younger and he was a whole lot more mouthy. Amen? I mean, a whole lot more mouthy. I mean, we, we would think that he's mouthy today. Oh, no. Get, deduct nine years off of him and he was there. Right? I love you. You know that? But you see, what ends up happening is we begin to see how God moves and how he works and how he takes us from what we used to be. And he transforms us into what we are to become. Because you see, there's so many things in the word. And I look at the peace of God. Because you can sit and you can be surrounded in a world of chaos, a world of turmoil. We have been through the craziest past year, right? We've been through the craziest past year. We couldn't go anywhere. We couldn't do anything. We had turmoil all around us. And it was almost like we were confined into our own homes. We, well, we were confined into our own homes. We couldn't go anywhere. We couldn't do anything. We couldn't go out to eat. We couldn't be together. But you see, through all that, God's promises are yes and amen. God's promises are, are for sure. And he says, the, and the peace of God which surpasses all understanding. Because I don't understand all that God does. I don't understand all that he's doing in my life. I don't understand, Tiffany, 
why all this craziness is happening. But I do know, I do understand the one thing. The one thing that I know beyond the shadow of a doubt. Jesus Christ died on a cross. He took every sin that any one of us ever committed. And he paid the price for it all. The spotless lamb was slain. And you're like, well, what does it matter that it was a spotless lamb? Well, the the reason that that makes such a big difference is because the spotless lamb was a representation that he had no sin. I mean, he never thought, girl, what did she think about wearing that? Why did she wear that? I mean, this afternoon, y'all tell me, okay, does the purple look good? Is everybody okay with purple? Okay, we like the purple? Okay, here's, here's the question, though. Does the red, white, and blue socks go with the purple? Thank you. Thank you. Red and blue go together, and they make purple, so why would it not work? I, I, I don't understand. Okay, but see, now, now, Jesus never looked at my socks and said, that's the stupidest thing I've ever seen. Right? But, you know what? That spotless lamb came to die for me. I am so thankful that God saved me, that he filled me with the Holy Ghost, that he set my feet on a rock that I can stand and I can know no matter what's going on around me, no matter what kind of turmoil I've got going on, I can stand on the word. I can stand on Jesus Christ because I know that my Redeemer lives. I know that my Savior came and he bled and he died for me. I know that I don't have to worry about anything else that's going to go on. What I have to worry about is that I'm pleasing him. That's what I've got to worry about. May the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your heart. First, it's got to guard your heart, okay? Because the heart is where the hurt really gets to, okay? The heart is where the hurt really is at. Because I can, I can do a lot of things. I can go out and I can take and I, can, uh, I could go out and slap Jennifer around and I could break her arm and, and that might hurt a little bit. But it's not going to hurt anything like that heart. There's something about the heart that God has to protect us from that hurt. But then after he protects our heart, he also protects our mind to keep us from thinking, I'm not going insane today. He wants you to understand. He wants you to know. He wants you To understand that there's not anything that he will not do for you. 
He wants you to keep your brain and keep your mind focused on the fact that he is not going to let you down. There's not one thing that he's going to do that he will not take care of you. He wants to take it. He wants to put the helmet of salvation on your head. He wants to put that armor on you so that you can go out and you can battle what Satan is going to throw against you. Taylor Foster, Satan is coming for you, dude. Don't let anything else, by the way, tear it down from what God has for you. Tiffany, you've got to be there for him. You have to love her as Christ loved the church. So many times we don't even see. We don't know what's going on. We don't see what's going on. But let me, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. No matter what all's going on in the world around you, he can give you peace. He can give you joy. He can give you the, that peace that you don't even understand. Think on these things. Think on those things that are good, of good report, that are lovely. Think on these things. Meditate on these things. These are the things I need to think about. These are the things I need to meditate on. Why? Because I'm, when I'm thinking on those things, when I'm thinking on those things that are good, that I'm thinking on those things that are lovely, that I'm thinking on those things that are a good, good report, you know what? I don't, I'm not thinking about the world around me. I'm not thinking about the chaos that I'm living in. Right? I'm not thinking about the craziness that mom and dad just went off on me, Noah. Okay? When you're thinking on these things, when we're thinking on those things that are of good report, when we're thinking on those things that are lovely, when we're thinking on those things, we don't have to worry about what's around us because we're elevated and we're standing on a solid rock. As you're standing on that solid rock, all the world around you might be going crazy. You, you don't understand why it's happening. You don't get it. You don't get it. If there is any virtue... If there is anything praiseworthy, if there's anything praiseworthy, what is praiseworthy? <laughs> I woke up this morning. Right? Taylor, look at me. Whose is that? Huh? We all know I'll drink about after just about anybody. Hang on just a second.
I love all of you, so it really doesn't matter who I drink after, but, you know, see, y'all, y'all did laugh at that, right? <laughs> I mean, um, but if there's anything, if there's anything praiseworthy, if there's anything that I have to praise God for, I woke up this morning. I woke up this morning. Roxanne, you know what? You came to us as an atheist, right? You, you is is that? Am I correct in that? I was thinking that was that was that was our how how it came. You may be st- standing sitting on this rock, and you may be sitting around, and you're seeing this crazy life going crazy, right? Think on those things that are praiseworthy. You may give you a praiseworthy note. Here's a praiseworthy note. Honesty. Truth. Even if we don't like the truth, even if we don't, what's the, what's the movie quote? You can't handle the truth! Anybody know that movie? Okay. Um, a few, is a few good men? There we go. A few good men. Sometimes we can't handle what the truth really is. But let me tell you something. Whenever the truth comes forth, when the truth comes forth, whenever we see what God is doing, you see, God brought you in as an unbeliever. And guess what? Now your feet are standing on that solid rock. Now, you may be thinking you're fixing to be overcome because there's just a little bit. There's just a little bit of room between you, where you're standing, and what's out there. I'm going to tell you to take a step. Take a step up. Because whenever we start to take a step up, whenever we think that we're beginning to sink, what's happening is is Satan's coming in. Satan's coming in and he's saying, you can't do it. You can't handle it. Lisa, you can't handle these crazy boys of yours. They're nuts. I, I, I agree. I agree. Lisa, you have kid, your kids are nuts. I love you. Reed, you know I love you? Reed, look at me. Do you know I love you? Devin, do you know I love you? Sometimes we are standing and we don't understand what all is happening. We don't understand how much we let Satan tell us that what's out here, nothing can be done about. There was 10 guys, and these 10 guys, uh, Leah, if you could go ahead and get the video ready. I'm, we're fixing to do a video, and I love this video, okay? This is like the primo video for me. Um, but before you put it up, hang on just a second. So there's these 10 guys, and these 10 guys have, um, they are underwater, okay? I'm just telling you, they are underwater. And uh, I, I just know that whenever we realize, whenever we realize how bad we think we're underwater, we had nothing compared to these, three, these 10, okay? 
these 10 were completely underwater. And there's one thing about being thankful. Never forget to be thankful for where you are. Leah? Don't forget to thank Jesus. Don't forget to thank Jesus. There is something so special about that video. I love that video. Uh, for those of you who have been in children's church with us, we have seen that video multiple times, right? Yep, just about a thousand. We've used that video for so many different sermons. But tonight, I'm gonna t we're going to turn over to Luke 17. Luke 17, starting at verse 12. Now it happened as he went to Jerusalem that he passed through the midst of Samaria and Galilee. So now, here's the first thing I want you to understand. If he's going through Samaria and Galilee, hey, Roxanne, I'm, gonna, I'm actually going to preach throughout the, the whole thing, so I don't want you to be standing up the whole time. Thank you, though. Love you. You're so sweet. But I didn't want you to stand up because I'm going to preach the whole time. So as he's going through Samaria and Galilee to get to, because he's going to Jerusalem, right? To get through Samaria and Galilee, he's not making a straight shot. There's not just a straight shot that he's going. He's hitting all of these towns. I personally believe that he knew the path that he was taking, and he knew that he was going to be doing something special. Now, did I, do I know that he thought that he was going to be healing ten lepers? I don't have a clue. But there was a reason why he was going 
and walking down the path that he's going down. Sometimes we've got to understand that there is a reason why we have to take the path that we have to take. And sometimes it stinks. Sometimes the, the path that we're given, sometimes the path that we're walking down, it truly is. It just stinks. There's nothing good about the path that we're walking down. And, and there's always something good. Let me, let me rephrase that. There's always something good that we can find. But sometimes we have to look for those things. Because whenever the world is overwhelming us, when things are so overwhelming, when things are so over the top, we have to look and see the good things. We have to sit down and we have to take and understand that the peace of God Sometimes we have to just understand that the peace of God that surpasses all understanding. That we don't understand what he's doing. We don't understand where he's taking us. And we don't understand how he's moving in our lives. But I know that I know that I know that Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. It doesn't matter. Nothing matters except the fact that I am bought by the blood of Jesus Christ. I have been saved. I have my hand, I've had my feet planted on a solid rock. I've been filled with the Holy Ghost. And the Lord is working through me, for me, and He is going to do it for you too. Sometimes the path that we go down, we may not necessarily understand what path we're we're going to. I believe he did. I believe he knew that there was a reason why he was going the way he was going. Then as he entered a certain village, there he met ten men who were lepers, who stood afar off, and they lifted up their voices and said, Jesus, Master, Jesus, Master, we acknowledge his name, that there is a name like no other. But then we acknowledge who he is. He is Master. He is over all. He is Lord of all. He is the top supreme leader, right? And then we bring in our request. Don't necessarily heal me, but Lord, just have mercy on me. Lord, have mercy on me. Have mercy in my situation. Have mercy in what's going on in my life. Lord, have mercy on me. Because as, as he has mercy on us, as he comes in and he changes our thought process. You see... All this ties into the fact that sometimes we just need to sit back and be thankful. We need to be thankful for what the Lord has done for us. We need to be thankful for what has happened to us. We need to be thankful for the way that God is moving and working. And so these lepers, they stood off. And, and I'm telling you guys, these guys were much worse situation than you were in. 
They're out in the middle of nowhere. They've got their leprosy towels wrapped around them because they've got sores oozing with pus and blood and nastiness. And if you have leprosy, you're outside of the city. You're outside of everything. No one is going to be around you. Cracks me up. Dude says, hey, guys, what's up? They have leprosy. Ah!" That just cracks me up. I just love it. They stood afar off and and said, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. So when he saw them, he said to them, Go show yourself to the priest. And so it was, as they went, they were cleansed. As they left, as they were going. But there's something special that's fixing to come. I want you to listen to me. Everybody listening up, okay? Nate, look at me. I love you. Listen to me. Yes, I do love you. Yes, I do. Desiree, thank you. And so it was that as they went, they were cleansed. And one of them, one of them, are you going to be the nine that's going to take your healing, that's going to take your cleansing, that's going to take what God has done for you? Are you going to be the nine that's going to go away and not ever think about him again? It's interesting because there's, we can go over all kinds of different sports people, but there are certain people who are successful, whether it be in sports, whether it be in finance, whether it be in their jobs. But those people who are successful, there's like a big iceberg, you know, that comes and falls down into the bottom of the sea. And you don't see all the hurt and the struggle and the things that go on underneath the sea to that iceberg. But you can see how pretty that iceberg is and how how nice success is. You can see how nice all that stuff is. But the nine only seen the success. They only seen the healing. The one. Then one of them when he saw that he was healed, returned with a loud voice, glorified God, fell down at his face, at his feet, fell down on his face, at his feet, giving him thanks. And he was a Samaritan. And Jesus answered and said, were there not ten cleansed? But where are the nine? Were there not any found who returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? Now understand that this Sumerian, he was dirt. Okay, I mean, he is like the dirt of dirt of dirt. Okay, That Sumerian had no, the, the Jews had no use for Sumerians. Okay, so Jesus is like, There was nine other ones healed. Is this foreigner, this Samaritan, the only one that's going to return and give glory to God? Here's the cool thing. 
Here's the cool thing about this. And he, and he said to him, Christ said to him, Arise and go your way. Your faith, your faith, your faith, the faith that you have, the faith that you believe, the faith that you have within you made you whole because you believed in me. Jesus said, you believed in me, and so your faith is what made you whole. It didn't have anything to do with what Jesus did. It was the, that man's faith in Christ. Let me tell you something today, church. It is our faith that is going to carry us through. It is our faith that is going to take us above the turmoil. And keep us higher. And that's why I say take a step. If you're having a battle, take a step. If you're, if you're in down and, and you think that, that it's coming up to your neckline, take a step up. Take a step up. Let's do something else and take a step up. Let's think on something praiseworthy. Let's think on something lovely. Let's think on something of good report. Let's think on those things because as we're thinking on those things and we take a step up, our faith is going to take a step up. And then we're going to take another step up. Your faith. It's your faith. You have to cultivate it. You have to plant it again. Sometimes we just rip out our gardens. Sometimes we just go through and just plow everything down. Nothing was coming up. Nothing was doing good. Nothing was there. Sometimes we've got to replant that garden. You have to replant your faith. You have to, you have to realize that I might be thinking that I'm over my head, but I'm going to take a step up because as I take a step up, God's going to meet me there and he's going to do just like he did Peter, walking on the water as Peter was drowning, right? Because he took his eyes off of Christ. Sometimes when we take our eyes off of Christ, we begin to drown and Jesus reaches down for us and pulls us up out of the water. So take a step up. Jaden, if you and the praise team will come back, you see, there's a time when we have to take a step up. Whenever we don't understand what's going on around us, we don't understand the turmoil that we're living in. But let me tell you something. Whenever we're in that turmoil, when we're in that turmoil, you don't have to stay there. Guys, I want y'all to listen to me. I'm, I'm fixing to wrap it up, but I want you to listen to me and I want you to listen good, okay? It does not matter where you came from it does not matter what your life was it doesn't matter anything before because all things are passed away and Christ makes us new we are new creatures in Christ when we allow him you have to allow it it is our will we have our own will and God is not going to step over our will but we have to be willing. We have to be willing to understand that the life that we're living in 
is not the life that we want to lead. The life that we are living in is not the life that I want to be in. So I'm going to take a step up. I'm going to take a step up because I know that my God is real. I know that my God is faithful. I know that my God is never going to fail. So today, I want everyone to stand to your feet. I know that maybe this may not be. Is that me? There we go. Thank you. Your faith. Your faith will make you whole. It's no one else's faith. It's no one else's life. It falls back on you. You're the one that has to stand up and has to say, I don't care what happens. I don't care who's around me or who's not around me. My best friend may be right beside me and my best friend may not be. But you know what, Taylor? I believe in Jesus. And I'm not going to let that down. I believe in the Lord. I believe that he saved my soul. I believe that he died for me. It doesn't matter. Anyone else in this building. You know, I've probably hurt Tiffany's feelings a time or two. Because I'm a little bit on the rough side. I love you, Tiffany. But you know, sometimes we have to know that even if I've hurt her feelings, and I would never intentionally ever hurt anyone's feelings, but if I hurt your feelings, I am sorry. But the thing about it is, even if I have hurt your feelings, you've got to remember that God is still God, and you've got to get above what I've done. You've got to get above what mom and dad have done. You've got to get above what my husband did or what my wife did. You've got to go above because when you take a step up, when you take a step up, Jesus is there and he's pulling and he's reaching for you. Why? Because he wants to help you up even more. He wants to pull you up out of the muck and the mire. Father, I come before you and I give your people the message that you gave me. And I ask you, God, to minister to your people. I pray, God, right now that as we open these altars, as these altars are here, for these people to come and to pour their hearts out to you. Lord, I've given you the word. I've given them the word. It falls back on them. If they're going to accept their faith, if they're going to take a hold and take the faith that you have given them, and expand it. Father, I pray today that you would touch your people. In Jesus' name, amen.